Hello and welcome to What The Hack, the show that is dedicated to taking all aspects of cybersecurity and breaking them down into easy to understand bytes. My name is Sean, a cybersecurity professional working in the Aberdeen, Scotland area. This week we welcome Christine Kipka from Know Before to discuss social engineering and phishing. Christine is a security awareness advocate and ambassador for the DAC region of Know Before. She has over seven years of security experience and is the co-founder of Exploki in Berlin, Germany, which has been a wholly owned subsidiary of Know Before's DAC region since 2018. Early on, she served as the managing director of the Berlin team as she joined the advisory board in summer 2020. Christine has developed concepts for security awareness and compliance education formats used in an array of stakeholders internationally since 2014. The multilingual, multicultural security content has received multiple international awards. Before Exploki and No Before, Christine held various positions in the IT and media industries and acquired experience in theatre and television production. For more than 11 years, the communications and creative expert worked in the field of explanatory video communication. We hope you enjoy. Thank you, Christine, for joining me. Um, you're based in Berlin, uh, which is fantastic. Really, it's it's great to know that with with the lockdown happening, that uh, we are still able to kind of have these international conversations. Uh, technology being a great thing, but well, th- thanks for joining me. Uh, and today we're going to be discussing kind of social engineering and the impacts that it could have. Uh, so I, I don't know where we, we want to begin with this. Uh, we can discuss what exactly is social engineering uh, and why it's important, certainly in a more digital age that we've got. So what do you think we need to be doing, uh, in the, well, certainly nowadays, with the digital age that we've got? What do we need to do practically? I don't want to get into too much technical talk as such, but it's suppose it, I suppose it, in the basic terms, what should, what should we be doing? Yeah, thank you very much, Sean, even for your introduction. It's nice to be here with you. Um, and uh, coming to your first question, um, I could answer it very briefly, but mm-hmm. I think it's worth uh, taking a short trip into the history of IT. That would be perfect. Um, the IT industry is about 70 years old, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when the first computers and software programs were created. And at the same, uh, and, and at that time, such machines were extremely expensive. Um, and only a few really big companies used them. Over the years and centuries, computers became cheaper and more powerful. And finally, in the 80s, the personal computer even entered private households. Uh, this was also the time when the internet was born. Um, until then, um, no one even thought about security. <laughs> How come? Yeah. Um, as you may know from my um, from my uh, um, bio, uh, I've produced explanatory videos in the past, mm-hmm. and there you always work the images that makes things easier to understand. Mm-hmm. And here's an example. <laughs> uh, when the car was invented at the beginning of the last century. There were only a few of them in every city. So why traffic rules, traffic lights, stop signs, airbags? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Today, everyone drives a car and road traffic uh, would be unimaginable uh, without Mm -hmm. rules and safety components. In comparison to IT, 
Today, every little child already has a small computer in his or her hands, um, the smartphone. Yeah. So, okay, as, as it happens, you can also use it to make a phone call. But above all, you can always be online with it in a huge worldwide network. And the problem, however, is that the development towards this has been so fast that the issue of security in the digital world has been at least largely ignored. Uh, this applies to both the technology and the way we use it. And the latter is by far the greatest danger. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to what we can do to be more secure uh, in the digital world, we must first ensure that we are using, of course, a secure IT infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. for sure. And secondly, we must adhere to a few rules of conduct. And when we have already, uh, and then we have already done a quite, uh, uh, mm. a quite a bit well. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, not not at all. I think you, you've you've actually hit on something that's quite important. Um, you'd mentioned in the eighties that's that's kind of when the internet was invented, along with the personal computer, if you like. Um, yeah. But but what people I don't believe. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we made with the internet was we didn't control it from the start. Uh, it just kind of got Definitely. got out of hand very quickly, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. So we've tried to backtrack a little bit um, in terms of kind of guidelines and rules and, uh, and kind of ethical conduct, if you like, online. Um, yeah. But we've, we've almost done it too late. So for, for those that, that are listening that, that may underst don't understand completely, um, we're talking about rules of conduct now um, with, with the digital age, internet, uh, all the devices, the internet as, as a whole. Um, can, you, can you give me some, some explanation or maybe some examples of the kind of rules that we would need to follow and they are widely available, really. Yeah, uh, definitely, um, Sean. First of all, we must all be aware that just as in the analog world, uh, we are also exposed to dangers in the digital world. And they are even surprisingly similar. Uh, I mean, there are thieves and blackmailers and mm. other bad guys in the digital world just as they are in our real life. Um, I don't leave my front door open wide at home. I don't entrust my keys, my car or my jewelry to a stranger. <laughs> I mean, this is very clear for everyone. Um, all we have to do is to translate these things into the digital world and know where and in which devices we need to change the security settings. Mm. A good example is, is it's my I love this example is the router at home hand on heart <laughs> who among you has changed the default password ah yes what, <laughs> what about what about Alexa yeah mm -hmm. with all these smart home applications for example what about your smartphone security settings or do you allow Facebook to access your friend's contact information mm -hmm. however um, far beyond these technical details, it's about developing, let's say, a healthy distrust. We need to to readjust our danger radar. Mm -hmm. and yeah, then we are 
on a good on a good way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you you've, you've you mentioned you mentioned Endangered Radar just before I come on to that actually. Um, a healthy distrust is is a is a very nice way of saying. Now I can attest to uh, very close friends of mine who tell me almost on a weekly basis that I've made them very paranoid and distrusting. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can put my hand up and say that I have I have changed my default password on my router uh, mainly because, like yourself. Uh, perhaps, perhaps you're a little bit more paranoid and things like that, but it's mainly just we're aware of the dangers. Uh, but many people aren't. You know, when they when they buy the new smartphone, they immediately type in all their information that they need, and they go away and do what they want with it for the intended purpose. But they forget the back end of things that they need to set up before they're able to do that kind of securely. Um, the, da the danger radar that you've mentioned here is quite an interesting term. It's one that, that ha hasn't actually been thrown around too often in my circles. Um, mm -hmm. so can you kind of give a bit of a clearer definition on that? It's actually pretty easy. First, we must all, each of us, be aware that we are a target for cyber criminals. Mm. And this is not just an issue for big companies to worry about. It's something we all need to do. Because uh, one thing is clear, even if companies do everything technical possible, there is no 100% technical protection against cybercrime. That's the fact. Mm -hmm. The biggest security gap is the human factor. And most successful cyber attacks have always targeted people. And then, secondly, of course, we must learn how to identify possible attacks. So first, you are a target. And second, mm -hmm. you have to identify it. Yeah, yeah, that, that actually makes makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're, you're saying that there's, there's no such thing as 100% security when it comes to the cyber world. Um, but I suppose that that kind of translates pretty well into what we were talking about earlier is, um, the the kind of physical world as well. You know, if, if someone wants to break into your house, they will find a way to do it, no matter how difficult it is. But they will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, they will. I mean, you can have five locks on your door, but they will still break them if they want to get in bad enough. Um, however, what we're looking at here is cyber criminals are, for want of a better term, they're lazy, uh, and they want to go after the easiest targets. You know, they want right. to go after people that, that don't have the security in place. So if we make, I suppose, just a little adjustment, you know, put one lock on the door, if you like, that that's enough to deter some of them. Yeah. Uh, I, su I suppose, suppose you could, your que the question being, if we're all a target, um, what are the main threats? What, what cyber criminals look for? I suppose the most common ones, you know, um, phishing attacks being one of them, for example. But uh, what would you say the most common threats that we should all be aware of are? Yeah, the phishing attack is, is the most common, of course. Mm. Yeah, it's one subset of social engineering. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, um, This can be seen as a danger for large and small companies as well as for every private person. Mm -hmm. And you definitely know the emails from lawyers in Nigeria, Hong Kong, <laughs> or elsewhere telling you <laughs> that you have that you are the only inheritor for a million dollar fortune. Um, but before 
you accept the inheritance, of course, you have to pay a consulting fee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and even though the scam should be known by now, people still fall for it and transfer money. So it's unbelievable, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. But worse are phishing mails that contain mail uh, malware, so-called ransomware attacks. I think this is the most common and, and uh, yeah, dangerous mm. attack at the, at time. And uh, th uh, these mails contain attachments, for example, an image or a document. And as soon as you open it, the malware in installs itself on your computer in the background, mm -hmm. or the attacker steals data from you, uh, which he or she sells on the darknet, by the way. Are there existing female hackers? Do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's always <laughs> surprising. Um, yeah. I or mean... a, a, a next possible uh, thing is that your data is encrypted and you are asked uh, to, to pay a ransom. So, so payment mm -hmm. is the only way to get the decryption key back, but even that is not guaranteed. So mm -hmm. in other words, a pretty bad starting position for you, you can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and such attacks are usually accompanied by other attacks, for example, by phone calls or via supposed change encounters at trade show shows, mm -hmm. airports, train stations, hotels, and so on. Mm -hmm. So this is very typical at time. Yeah, I mean... We talk about ransomware. Just there. ransomware is considered one of the worst attacks that there is, um, because it physically holds your data or your company's data at ransom. You know, it holds it hostage yeah. uh, until you either pay up or find a different solution to the problem. Um, am I right in thinking that ransomware is 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 very very um, it's very damaging, but is one of the easier ones to prevent from happening? simply by backing up your files quite often mm -hmm. um the the reason the reason i say this is i i do know of a company that that um was a victim of a ransomware attack not too long ago uh and they had suggested they actually thanked me for my advice of backing up their files um and they mm -hmm. they managed to do that only the day before um, wow yeah was, congratulations it was, it was very very lucky of them to be honest uh usually it, they do this a day after yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's not a problem until it becomes a problem that's that's the i suppose um cyber is thought of quite widely as a bit of an insurance policy that you shouldn't ever want or need mm. um but yes. yes most people realize the the, the fact too late uh, which is a shame, really. Uh, yeah. But but I mean, other than other than backing up your files for the ransomware mm -hmm. attack, mm -hmm. are there other other things that you can do to kind of secure yourself before it becomes a problem? Protect yourself before these things occur. Phishing attacks being one is, I suppose, easy enough. Just pay attention. I guess would be the, the <laughs> <laughs> my my piece of advice. But are there other things that you can do? A good question, Sean. <laughs> um, I mean, you have to know that cyber criminals are becoming more and more professional mm -hmm. and phishing emails are more and more authentic. Uh, that's the bad news. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but the good news is there are some red flags about which you can identify 
uh, that an email is a phishing mail. Yeah? For example, um, do I know the sender? Mm. If so, do a mouse over anyway to see if the sender's address is really correct or if uh, another one is, is hiding behind the supposedly similar address. Um, or um, was the email sent at the usual time that the sender usually sends emails? This is pretty easy yeah, mm -hmm. to check. Um, is the subject comprehensive, uh, com comprehensible, cons comprehensible uh, for me? Mm -hmm. um, did I expect any correspondence on the subject, for example, because there was a phone call beforehand? Um, or is the topic completely foreign and surprisingly for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is this this is, for example, a good way to check. Or is there pressure on me in the email, and um, I am asked to act immediately and absolute confidentially? Uh, is there a hyperlink or attachment I should open? All these things should make me more than suspicious. Mm -hmm. And um, if I know sender it's pretty easy i can call him or her and ask hey did you send me this email but if i don't know the sender then as a private person i should delete this email ero uh, ero ero this is a nice word for a german tongue <laughs> irrevocably irrevocably it's mm -hmm. the right pronunciation that's it right <laughs> I believe so, and yeah. in a <laughs> and in a company, of course, I should inform the IT security department. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, that's for sure. Uh, but um, if you like, No Before has a really good infographic on this. Mm -hmm. And I can send you the link. You can share it with the community. Yeah, um, absolutely. To, we'll put, to we'll have more it. information about these, uh, we call it red flags mm -hmm. yeah, uh, of a phishing mail. I think one one of the one of the things that that I've spotted in phishing emails that that happen quite a lot um, are spelling mistakes and grammar mistakes. This, uh, but I, <laughs> I'm sorry, but today it's su more su surprising when you mm -hmm. get an email without mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I don't the... know how it, how this is. Well, that was going to be my Scotland. question as to to <laughs> why is that why is it so common to have spelling mistakes and grammar mistakes in a phishing email? Um, I was told two different stories. One of them being yep. it, they were just being very careless when they wrote it. They, you know, they're putting these out so quickly that they don't proofread them. But the other version I got was they do this on purpose to pick out the weak from the herd that will actually not pick up on that spelling mistakes. So they make them an easier target. Both have very Via, like they're both truthful to me in different ways um, and I really like the idea of someone not paying attention to reading this so they don't notice it um, mm. mainly because that that could be so easily solved just by paying attention <laughs> and reading the <laughs> thing so you know the is there a is there a specific reason as to why there are spelling mistakes in these emails or is it just the lack of care with them yes I think it, it's uh, the the lack of care sometimes maybe mm. a bad uh, translation software. Oh, Just I see. Use, okay. Yeah, if you use Google, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have uh, 
uh, mistakes in your email translation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perhaps that's true. Yeah, perhaps that's true. Yeah, so, so it, I mean, these emails are very often uh, created in 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 uh, foreign countries. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for example, it's only an example in Russia <laughs> <laughs> or in China or wherever. And uh, then you have, of course, the uh, that that they use the translation software, and uh, yeah, that's that's definitely the problem. Yeah, it's it's quite a, it's quite a strange. One. I'll tell you the the other thing I've noticed about phishing emails specifically. It, obviously, there's different ways for phishing scams to work. You know, you've got your telephone, postal, that kind of thing. But in in, in emails specifically, it's something that I've noticed over the last little while as they've got incredibly specific. Um, what what I mean is, like you've you've alluded to the idea of the kind of Nigerian prince scam that happens. <laughs> More often mm -hmm. than not, more often than it should, um, like you say, most people should be aware of this by now. But for some reason, it's still happening. Um, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. But the other the other thing I've noticed is they've got, like I say, really really specific. Um, for example, I received a phishing email about forklift hire, and I've never hired a forklift in my life, and I, I wouldn't know why I'd be receiving this. But like like you had said, I, I re um, hovered over the email address and the links that went to it, and it was clearly a phishing scam. I just, yeah. I, I don't understand why I received one for forklift hire. Um, I've received one for steel as well, um, you know, constructive steel, so for huge buildings and things like that. And it, it's very, very strange that topics I would say that, that I've been receiving and I know that other people are receiving them as well for various different things but they seem to have gone past the idea of just you know rewarding people for money and things like that and very very specific I suppose it, is it to, to look more authentic because of that but surely the the audience is a lot smaller for these specific needs just just uh, genuinely just a thought I had um it was it was quite a strange one really um, yeah. I, I don't know. If anyone is listening and they've had these things, I'm sure they can write into us uh, just to find out. But what I, what I guess what I've noticed about the phishing scams and, and the cybersecurity world in general is it's a very, very dark place. You know, more and more people are um, kind of being aware of the fact that being online is not necessarily the pleasant place that it used to be, um, especially for businesses big businesses seem to be able to fight it off a lot better than small businesses mm. be mainly because of their their budget and you know they've got the right people in place and they can find the right people and so on what about small businesses and you know they're left to fight with their own abilities mm. so where where does a small business start when it comes to cybersecurity actually always with adam and eve <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm curious uh, as, as as already mentioned first uh, the and important thing is that you must be aware that you could be a target that's it mm. i i already said that and um that means for example um uh, if if i'm a subcontractor for example mm. yeah the actual target could be one of my customers, not myself. Yeah. So, um, 
this you you need to have this always in your mind even if you're a small business unit yeah of course one should do everything technical possible firewalls antivirus vpn you name it mm -hmm. yeah um but uh, small businesses uh should should perhaps better use a service provider here on that side um uh, when choosing one please always emphasize the importance of it security for you mm -hmm. um and uh Awareness training should also be offered by your external provider so that you are on the safe side, yeah, to mm -hmm. to get your employees on board to be more aware of um, of of cybercrime. And um, here, of course, the size of a company is essential for the type of training. That's that's for sure. Um, and it always can be a, a colorful bouquet of different training form, formats, both face-to-face -face trainings and online trainings, of course. Mm. Um, I think the most important thing is to know that training courses should be varied and tailored to respective user groups. Uh, not, nothing is worse than training everyone in the same way with a watering can. <laughs> And many, many companies do this, yeah, even mm -hmm. big ones. Uh, and this is this is really boring and frustrating for for the audience. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, and it's, I, it's HR is a big one for that, to be honest. Uh, health and safety is another one. So, yes, I can yeah. completely sympathize yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 uh, always better to have many short training sessions that uh than one long one so mm. um in other words uh it's better to have small easily uh digestible snacks than a large plate of german schnitzel <laughs> with french fries and mayonnaise and ketchup yeah <laughs> so you see again a suitable picture for for explanation yeah oh absolutely <laughs> um the, uh, but even then the knowledge uh is one thing uh, mm -hmm. acting on is another um, this, this has, uh, has a lot to do with by, uh, behavioral behavioral um, uh, psychology sorry but this would also fill its own podcast this is a very huge uh, topic uh, but nevertheless um, it's very easy. Uh, it's very important that um, you therefore have to test what you have learned to make a long, sh a long mm. story short. Yeah. For example, with, with uh, simulated phishing attacks, uh, because theory and practice have to go hand in hand. That's like always in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with that, actually. I mean, I it's it wouldn't be the first time I've said that what I learned in school was not applicable to what I learned in the real life uh, in my job. So going, yes, going through a training seminar yeah. um, isn't necessarily accurate to what you receive in real life. Yeah. Um, so I suppose simulated ones, simulated training and things like that would be quite effective in that yeah. area. A good start for a small business could could be that um, uh, an, an outside vendor could do a workshop, for example, with your team, mm -hmm. explain what cybercrime actually is, uh, what a threat is, and how best to behave. This could be a very good start and a 
uh, a contribution mm -hmm. uh, uh, to an initial awareness. So the most important thing is simply, and this is uh, in, in big companies the same as in, in small companies, it's, it's simply that you get everyone on your team on board and that you make it to your top priority. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the important thing. It's. It, I think it's very important that you bring that up. Actually, I mean, a company is only as strong as its weakest link, um, and rightly so. That is what a cyber criminal a criminal will actually target is the person who is the easiest to to manipulate or to kind of get past. Really, uh, yeah. It, it it was interesting that you had mentioned that um, the training should be almost tailored to the size of the company, which uh, that was quite an interesting idea that bigger companies may require more training um that's that's i think that's probably true um mainly because they've got more more things going on there's there's different departments and so on and so forth but the, if you get the it infrastructure correct and you train and test your employees and your defenses if you want to call them that 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 should see you through i think most cyber attacks but mm -hmm. obviously, cybersecurity is a very fast-moving, and um, it's a, the the security is re reactive. I guess is the word, because we new attacks happen almost every day, things that we have to learn and protect ourselves against. And once we protect themselves against the attacks, a different attack will will happen because the cybersecurity have uh, cyber criminals have to keep moving forward. Mm. So. Is, are, there, are there anything else that, that we can do to protect ourselves? Are there any more, uh, let's call them back, best practices that we can do? Yes, of course they are. But first, let me say that everybody has to be aware that cybersecurity is not a, uh, a, a, a sprint. Sprint is this a short run? Is a sprint? Is this the <laughs> right word? Absolutely. Uh, it's, a, it, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... As you mentioned, the, the de development of, of attacks are that fast. You have to train and you test continually. It's, it's, you, it's, it's, it's going on and on and on. And you are, not, you are never, ever finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that, this, is, this is important to know. Um, but the most, let us go back to, to mm -hmm. your question. Uh, regarding best practices, um, the most important one is probably the topic of password security. It's the most, oh, okay. uh, 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 yeah, popular thing. <laughs> um, do not use default passwords. We just mentioned before mm -hmm. um, with the example of the router. So, P A S S W O R T one two three four is pretty easy to crack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, use password, uh, use strong passwords, of course, and, and a separate password for each account. That's, this is uh, basic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's uh, best to use a password manager with a strong password because you won't able to remember all your different passwords for all your accounts. This is yeah. very difficult. That, so that's actually the next question. Very, very, very helpful. And 
never share passwords with other people <laughs> and don't write it on a post-it, of course. It's amazing how often um, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> and um, another really good um, thing is to use um, a, a multi-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. uh, this is an, an, just an additional protection. It, the bad news is, is it could be hacked as well, but um, as you already mentioned before, you, you have to, to make it harder for criminals mm -hmm. yeah, to, to get into your uh, uh, infrastructure. And you, you should always build your wall slightly higher than your neighbor's wall is. <laughs> this, this, I mean, that's the fact. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I saw a picture uh, online about cybersecurity that says, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I believe that is very accurate to what we're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, and um, in in a business context, I would recommend never to use um, a public Wi-Fi, uh, never, never ever, because uh, a public Wi-Fi is based, as the name suggests, mm. <laughs> on the fact that everyone can get in, uh, regardless um, of the intention. Um, then another point is turn off your Bluetooth when you don't need it. Because Bluetooth is a great gateway for cyber criminals. That's actually quite an interesting one because um, I've I'm guilty of leaving it on all the time, um, mainly because I have wireless headphones that that connect to my my phone and things. And yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know I know I should turn it off. Uh, I just it's less convenient for me to turn it off and on <laughs> all the time. It, it, it depends always on convenience. Of course, it does. We, yes. we don't like it. We are, we are, you know, that's uh, again the behavioral um, psychology mm. uh, uh, thing I mentioned before. We we always use the easiest way, mm -hmm. yeah, and and therefore you used your your Bluetooth um, headset, and yeah, then you 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 don't switch it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's the thing. I mean. Um, Everyone, everybody is the same this way. <laughs> but maybe you remember after our podcast that you should better switch off your Bluetooth. Oh, I, I already yeah. have. I just, I just <laughs> did it a minute ago. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it is a gateway into, into your digital life, and it, it is. And, and it, there we are all uh, again with the security settings on, on the, on the uh, mobile devices, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. Um, and one thing many people don't think about is um, that you have to be careful what you reveal about yourself in social media channels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah so, that, that's an interesting one, actually, because we our lives have become so ingrained in social media now. Yeah, uh, it, yeah it's, it's, it's the puzzle social engineers mm -hmm. need to, um, yeah, to find the important information to to run an attack yeah, yeah and, and i think it's surprising how little information they require to do so um you yeah. know one one piece will inevitably answer another and um and so on and so on i remember a, a story about a, a client of ours that had the managing director of the company went off on holiday and checked himself into the oh. airport and that gave a cyber criminal a chance to know that he wasn't in the office so he yeah, spoofed yeah, yeah. his email address 
and talked about invoicing and, and a payment and so on. And before the company knew it, they had sent a payment of £25,000 out yeah. um, because they thought it was the managing director. But it all started because he checked himself into the uh, into the airport online. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Incredible. So, <laughs> yeah, and and many people don't think about that. Mm. Yeah. So, this is this is uh, very important. And uh, I mean, if you take all this into account, what I just said, yeah, password security, multi-factor authentication, um, a password manager, for example. Mm -hmm don't use public wi-fi uh switch off your bluetooth uh check your security settings and uh be careful with your posts in in social media uh, when you take all this into account you'll be way ahead of the mm -hmm. game yeah i mean it's it's quite it's quite remarkable just as say how much information we're willing to give away to the cyber criminals without realizing it, um, especially with the with the, the uh, kind of integration with social media, so quite in, quite interesting actually. I mean, I'm I'm going to take it one step further. I'm actually doing it. Hopefully, um, when this episode airs, I'm going to be kind of downgrading my smartphone to an old style <laughs> flip phone, just just to see to see how life is without it. Um, yeah, I believe I'm addicted to it, so time to get time to get rid of it. Uh, so yeah, it's it's quite it's quite interesting. There's a lot of information that you that you've given away um, that that is very useful to a lot of people. But not only useful, it's very practical. It's something that that people can go away and do themselves. Um, the company the company kind of stuff. Absolutely, any size company can implement these changes. And it I don't think it's going to take an awful lot of uh, funds or time or effort to implement the changes that are required. Yeah, I think I think it's been it's been very um, it's very eye opening for a lot of people. Um, I think a lot of valuable uh, of information has been taken out of this conversation. So it's it's something that that people will will inevitably appreciate. Absolutely. Um, Great. Mm -hmm. Have have we, have we got any further comments on it? I, I believe we've we've kind of covered the topic quite comprehensively. But I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to it or. Yes, maybe um, one really important thing is that I believe that cyber crime is the biggest challenge facing companies today. And this is true regardless of size and industry. It affects everyone equally. And it, cyber crime doesn't start in the front door of uh, a company's building. It affects us privately mm -hmm. as well. So um, we have to be aware of this. And um, another important thing is that a security is always a matter for the boss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So every responsible manager must act as a role model. So yeah, you don't. You, you have to. Yeah, you have to 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 act in a secure way that everybody can follow you mm -hmm. from your employees yeah completely agree i completely agree with that hopefully that people listening to this uh do can either pass on the message or are in the position to make the changes themselves perfect well christine i think i think that pretty much sums up the entire 
topic. Um, I think we've done that very, very well. Uh, so again, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. And it's a pleasure for me. <laughs> thank you, Sean. Thanks very much. So hopefully people are taking value out of this conversation and can go away and make the changes that they need to. Uh, I, say, I don't believe any of the changes that we've discussed are difficult to do. So that's kind of the message that we want to we want to portray. You know, simple, easy to uh, digest, easy to make, and it makes the world a difference once the changes have been made. So again, Christine, thank you for your time and thank you to those that have listened. And if you've Great. got any questions, please let me know uh, and I can relay them to, to yourself, Christine. Great, thank you, Sean. Thanks very much. That is all we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a like and subscribe to hear more from experts around the globe. And head over to opensourceguardian.com for more great content, all targeting the world of cybersecurity. Until next time, remember, it shouldn't be complicated, so we don't make it so.